0: The following is a production of Money Honey Media. All opinions, views, and expletives expressed are their own. They strongly advise that you first consult your tax professional prior to wealth any of Hi! You've tuned in to Up Yourself. You're joining me, Nicole McCabe, and...
1: Me Joanne
0: McCauley and today wouldn't you believe it that we are discussing JobKeeper and stimulus yet again. Um, Jo okay JobKeeper 2.0 what are the facts what do we know so far why am I so tired already?
1: <laughs> uh, probably we're all feeling it the same nicole so uh okay so the release came out last week and we haven't really put too much information out from um, money honey or jigsaw or anything at this stage because we just wanted to get our head around it um and yeah okay so let's start with the facts Jobkeeper one or Jobkeeper original whatever you want to call it is as is until September, um, till the end of September. So nothing is changing in that. So there was a little bit of concern that, you know, if you didn't qualify that we'd get kicked out maybe for the last two months of JobKeeper. But that is not cha- not happening. Nothing is changing there. So if you're already doing JobKeeper, you do not have to stress. You've got it till the end of September. JobKeeper 2.0 starts after that and it goes for another 13 weeks. And it has to. There's a few things that will allow you to get it. So first of all, there's a complete retest, and secondly, there's a different rate that's going to be paid, and thirdly, there's actually a tier, two tiers in how much is going to be paid based on the work that you were doing prior to any of the JobKeeper. So, uh, so Nick, do you want to just go through some of those facts? Let's yeah. start off yeah. with. Um, let's start off with the test. I think.
0: All right, so this is the kicker. If you all recall JobKeeper 1.0, as we're referring to it, um, you only had to test once. So as soon as you passed a basic test of 30% uh, or more reduction in your revenue for our standard entities or 15% for our charities, you were eligible for the rest of the program and your economic performance was measured but didn't dictate your eligibility for the program. Now, with JobKeeper 2.0 kicking off from the 28th of September 2020, we actually have to look at your June and September BAS reports as quarters uh, to have a look at your eligibility for the program. So in order to be eligible for JobKeeper 2.0, you will have to see, for again, our standard entities, a 30% or more reduction in revenue, for the June and September 2020 quarters when compared to the 2019 performances. Now, from there, there is an additional test uh, for the second instalment of the program commencing 4th of January, where we look at the June, September and December quarters, and we're still trying to hit that magic revenue target reduction of 30% or more for standard entities, 15% for charities. So it's a much harder test in comparison, Joe. Um, what? Yeah, and
1: I think the interesting thing um, is that the June test is obviously critical, and June's already happened. So, for those who may be wanting to try and manipulate things, they might find that a little difficult because they've already had June. So, I actually think that's a really, really good element to it, personally. Uh, you know, those who you can't really hold back your invoicing now because you've already gone through that quarter.
0: Yeah, which is a really good point. What we really sense from the target of this stimulus package is it's for those industries and I guess specifically those states who are experiencing a elongated return or reduction in returns on revenue. So those businesses that are really suffering, so hospitality, um, manufacturing at states like New South Wales and Victoria, so the ones that have been really hard hit and haven't seen necessarily – that uptick that the ACT has seen when we sort of relaxed restrictions. Um, Now, Joe, I'm going to throw back to you on the different payment tiers. So just as a recap, JobKeeper 1.0, we were looking at $1,500 per fortnight for eligible employee, business participant or sole traders. What are we looking at for the first instalment of JobKeeper 2.0? Okay, so there is two tiers. So... The tiers are based on your
1: work that you were doing prior to any of this stuff. So if we go back to February and we have a look at how many hours our staff worked back in February, that will determine which payment that you get. And that also includes for business participants. So if you're a business participant, you have to have been actively involved in the business and it all comes down to how many hours... You would work on average for a week in that February month. And if you're working more than 20 hours, you get the full payment. If you were working an average of less than 20 hours, you get the part payment. So the first payment for the basically from September to the end of December is going to be $1,200 per fortnight for the full uh, people. And $750 per fortnight for their half people, I call them.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Still full people, just there half the time. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that's, that's a really important point to reinforce. If you're in the top tier, so the greater portion of the payment, your employee as tested For the four weeks before 1 March 2020, needed to be working an average of 20 hours or more. Um, For your employees who may be engaged part-time, so less than 20 hours as per their working patterns, four weeks before 1 March 2020, if it's less than 20 hours, they're on the second tier of the payment being 750 per fortnight. Um, And I
1: think that's a really good, like again, that was a criticism of the first uh, JobKeeper where it was everyone was in like you, you couldn't select which employees were going to get JobKeeper and yet we had people who were earning very small amounts of money uh, and they were having to get paid $750 a week up front which probably caused a lot of uh, businesses not to actually jump into the JobKeeper uh, if they didn't have the cash flow to do that so we can see why they've changed that this time which, so that's
0: that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does uh, entirely, because just remembering on all JobKeeper installments, they're paid in arrears at the point that you lodge your monthly declaration for your performance. So that means that we have a lot of businesses uh, who may have had multiple casual employees that qualified for the program that just didn't have the cash flow to meet the payment of the stimulus. And because it was an opt-in process, not an automatic process, that kind of delayed the stimulus and the support mechanisms that many felt should have been in place uh, for businesses. Support and employee support. So, Joe, of course, we see that first tier reduction. So, we go from a payment of 1500 bucks per fortnight to um, $1,275 on the lower tier. Um, we also will see a further reduction. Can you go into that for me? So, what happens after 4 January 2021?
1: Yeah. So, assuming that you have passed the test for the next lot of it, which I don't think we've actually officially called it JobKeeper 3.0, but that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> uh, so so you'll have to have passed the test for your December quarter that you've shown that, redu- that reduction, a continued reduction. So you've had to have passed... June, September and then December and then the rates drop again. So now the top tier payment is going to be $1,000 per fortnight and the second tier payment will be $650 per fortnight. So it's based on the same situation of 20 hours per week um, over or under but it's just a reduced payment. The idea, of course, is that the economy should hopefully be starting to improve by then and then the support will be much you know, not so critical, but it will help those businesses that have really struggled to continue to function.
0: So in summary, I guess what we're looking at with JobKeeper 2.0 is we have this program commencing after JobKeeper 1.0 or the JobKeeper that we're already under uh, wraps up. So this starts from the 28th of September um, and is phased in under two testing conditions. So your first chunk where we have a higher tiered payment that relies on, Hours worked by employees um, is based on an actual test of your June and September quarters compared to your performance in 2019. We then have a secondary program, uh, what Joe and I are definitely calling JobKeeper 3.0, which runs (laughs) from the 4th of January to the 28th of March 2021, with lower payment tiers, so a thousand dollars per fortnight for those employees who are working twenty hours or more, and six hundred and fifty per fortnight for those employees who are working less than twenty hours. And this one relies on uh, consistent and reduced return on revenue, Uh, that is the wrong word, a consistent and reduced reduction in revenue uh, between June, September and December quarters compared Mm -hmm. to your performance in 2019. Um, Joe, just really quickly, um, I think it's probably worth touching base that we may have some payroll amendments that need to be adhered to uh, to be eligible for this program. I think the general feel at this stage is we're still waiting on some concrete advice from the ATO. Is that your feel as well?
1: yeah i think so um look
0: there's some stuff that they're
1: saying that we we're we're waiting on so some of that is also the alternative tests we're not you know they are saying that we can still do the alternative test but that may be changed so we're waiting for the commissioner to come out with some further information but like we said we've got a bit of time to wait we don't start this program until october so um let's hope they've got it worked out by then i just wanted to say also nicole um the first thing you said was why am i so tired and <laughs> that is a good point <laughs> why am i, I so tired joe <laughs> you know, yeah I, I mean just looking at it i know from my own perspective i am just you know exhausted thinking that we've just gone through six months of this or or more and we've got until probably March next year to continue going through this. So it's it's a long program. There's a lot of work in it, but you know if it's helping businesses, that's that's the main thing, and um, that's really all we can say. So I don't think there'll be any holidays on the horizons for
0: us. <laughs> no, we are still chained to our desks, and that probably raises a really good point that I found myself discussing with new and existing clients. Um, and it sounds like a bit of a plug, but honestly, uh, the same way that if you are unhappy with your doctor or any kind of professional relationship, you should try and seek out alternatives. If you're not happy with your tax accountant or their response to a program like this, firstly and foremostly, understand that it has been a massive legislative hurdle. We, luckily enough, have a lot of very well-trained and highly qualified accountants, Uh, not to list out Joes, elaborate letters after her name, but she is a tour de force in taxation. And luckily enough, I was sitting exams while we were going through this. So we've had the ability to adapt to this program, but some firms may not have because it's been quite stringent and hard to deploy. So a little bit of understanding for the tax professionals in your life and always the advice, if you're not happy with the service that you're getting, it is possible to change tax accountants. So Find someone that you're happy with, that gives you the information in a way that you can digest and understand, uh, that's working with you towards your business and not just on compliance matters. Um, definitely worth considering in something like this. Uh, Joe, any last points on JobKeeper other than the fact that it has sent me grey three times over?
1: <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, look, nothing really. I think, I, again, just want to stress that you know this change, 2.0 doesn't happen until October. So If you're already on the original JobKeeper, nothing is changing until that point in time. So please don't... I don't know how many clients will come back to me saying, I haven't qualified this month or... You know, it, it doesn't matter. You will get that money. And if you work it out, it's $3,000 per employee for a 13-week period. That works out to be $39,000, I believe, if my calculations are
0: great. I'm never good at maths.
1: <laughs> that, that's per, per staff member that you have. I mean, that's pretty great support, uh, you know, that we're getting from the government. And it's a lot of money. And coupled with the cash flow boost, which we are also getting the second part of now in June, uh, that's, you know, it's, it's been very helpful for businesses to survive this horrible crisis we're going through.
0: Awesome. All right, we will wrap it up there. You have been listening to me, Nicole McCabe, and me, Joe McCauley. <laughs> and you can join us next time on uh, Money Honey Media. Uh, have a listen to the outro for links and, you know, shout outs and people that we talk to. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Up Yourself is a production of Money Honey Media. It's a team effort to produce this podcast, and we'd like to extend our thanks to Charlie Evans for our intro disclaimer, Joel, our unpaid production guru, and the team at Jigsaw Tax for their ongoing support. You can catch more Money Honey content on Spotify, Apple, or directly via our Buzzsprout RSS feed. If you'd like what you've heard, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, give us a five-star rating on Apple, or drop us a line via our Facebook page, Money Honey Presents.